Hello and welcome to the Incredibly Influential and Highly Successful Podcast. I'm Incredibly Influential. And my name is Maxwell and I'm Highly Successful. My name is is Kale. I got really excited going into this. Um, he forgot his own name. I did. I forgot my own name. Just for you. It's too late. We're going. We're we're mm, we're going deep into it. We're deep and fast and hard. Uh, uh, we are making love to this podcast episode. Hope you're hope you're ready for it. Hot, steamy session of sweet, sweet love. Uh, uh, how you doing? How you doing, buddy? Who me? Who else would I be talking to? I don't know. I'm doing good, you know? Let me tell you. Let me tell you. I'm not doing so good. You want to know why? Do you you want to know why? Yeah. Why don't you elaborate? Why don't you elaborate on why your life has not been good? Let's talk about it. So, uh, something happened, uh, in between the last episode and this one in that i think it was on friday like la- last friday i think um my uh uh my pc that i had since january shat itself and died like completely completely gone it's dead it's dead it's gone it's it's yeah completely shat the bed real tragic it really was how did uh, it just die we don't know so here so here's the story morning glory um great album by the way oasis fucking those first two albums were fantastic um but uh so i i was walking by my computer right i was like uh and i knew i had to go stream right so i turned it on but i'm like oh wait no i'm streaming Baldur's gate that's on my xbox that's downstairs i don't need my computer right now so I pressed the boot up button real quick, and then I was like, and then I had that realization, and I was like, oh shit. Uh, so I just, I pressed the, the boot up button again to manually shut it off, right? And it shut off, and yep. I walked away. I went downstairs, I streamed for like an hour. I came back, and I tried to turn it on, because I wanted to get the highlights from the stream. And it didn't work. Like, I, I, I booted it up, it would, everything would flash. Um, including my DRAM, uh, light, uh, and the, the CPU light. So there was something wrong with it. So I had to take it all the way to Best Buy because I bought it before I knew that I would be going someplace that was nearly 60 miles away from a Best Buy. And I had a warranty there. So I had the warranty on it. I drove it all the way there. It was an hour and a half drive, uh, one way. And... They basically Brutal. told me, yeah, there's nothing we can do, but uh, we'll we'll send it back in. And you've got this warranty thing, so you're you're covered. So we're going to knock off like two thousand dollars from a new PC. And they didn't have uh, one of the old model that I had because I had the Prism, the Skytech Prism Two, and so they launched the Prism Three uh, in the time since I bought it. So I got. I, I they they stopped making that one, and I guess they just didn't have any on inventory anymore. But so you were um, shit out of luck for your 
your computer. For that old model, yes. But I spent like an extra almost $300. But I got a better, I think, same SSD, but I have a better GPU now. I have a, uh, so I had an RTX 3080, which is pretty solid. Um, but now I have a 4080, which is like one of the best you can get in the, I mean, the 3080 was one of the best you can get, but this is like next level shit. Um, yeah. So I'm just here today. Uh, it's, it's coming, but rest in peace to, uh, I think I named it too complicated because I had like 10 different issues that, uh, like trying to set it up. Wow. So it. It died as it lived. It really fucking did, man. That was so annoying. That was some annoying type behavior, dude, for real. But Jesus Christ. Yeah, that was that was bad. That was that was fucking bad. I'm I'm really depressed about that because I have to do this on my shitty, crusty, dusty ass laptop. Um and it's it used to be a, a spry young thing back in the day but now it's not really much of a, a spring chicken anymore mm-hmm. um but hopefully i'll get that set up today i'm playing starfield i pre-ordered that so i'll be i'll be uh playing that tonight that'll be nice. fun already already giving that new uh rtx a run for its money uh, hey man you know it, it she needs to spread her legs i mean stretch her legs what spread her wings spread her wings and stretch her legs <laughs> and i put those together oh uh, fuck that's like if you uh if you tried to call someone a blood sucker and a cockroach and you call them a cocksucker <laughs> jesus christ oh uh, fuck that's that's a fun little slip up that's a fun little freudian slip mm-hmm. um yeah wow that was that was hard. That was, words are hard to say. <laughs> Have you ever noticed that? I've noticed that. So I, uh, I had a thing. Uh, we're moving on. It's time. All it's right. It's time to move on. We're, you know, that's all we're, we're going to say about my PC. Rest in peace. Um, we're moving on. So this is going to be like the main event for this for this episode so get excited here we go we're just jumping straight into it um so i'm on yik yak right i'm scrolling um uh are you familiar with yik yak yes anonymous app yeah it's like for college students yeah it's like anonymous twitter but also there's like um different like like uh groups for specific schools so i'm on my yik yak for my school and i saw this post that was like where are all the girls with no rosters and who don't have 10 backup dudes and i was like and it it like got me thinking right Mm -hmm. so like uh i mean i you're you're out of the game right but for us single people a lot of us are really like unhappy with how like the modern dating system works um and i i had a theory right that i wanted to test you know i'm a, i'm a psychologist i'm a science i'm a man of the sciences and i and i i had a hypothesis that i wanted to to test um uh i was thinking that like 
you know, everybody's got like the roster, dudes and ladies. They've all they've all got one. So I decided I would do a little a little questionnaire, right? Just to to get some like background. So I asked I forget how many women and how many dudes. Um uh one, two, three, four, five, six, six dudes and one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight ladies. So what is that? 14 people in all. Um, uh, by the way, both me and Max, I, I, Max, I did ask you and your, your answers are in here as well. I am um, a part of your survey. You were. I and I also filled out the questionnaire myself. Uh everyone has anonymous letters, so uh nobody's uh all, all these answers are anonymous, so nobody nobody gets to know uh who answered what. But uh yeah, we're we're both in there somewhere. Um but I my theory, my hi- or sorry, my hypothesis was that um it's a, a race to the bottom. If you're if you're familiar with that sort of term, where it's like uh, one person's doing one thing that's like shitty, and then someone else is like, okay, well somebody this person's doing this, so I'm gonna do it too, you know, because they're already doing it, right? It's like uh, right. two wrongs don't make a right, but everyone's doing it, and then they're and then someone else is like, well, if they're doing this, then I'm gonna do it even more, and if they're doing that, then I'm gonna do it even more, and it's just race to the bottom so that's that's my theory my theory on how it started is like um uh somebody was interested in someone else and they got rejected in favor of like the main person and they they felt like like an option you know right uh like so so for the purposes of this uh questionnaire i I, i'm studying the roster in quotes, system uh, mm-hmm. in modern dating. And how I define it is uh, when someone is mainly interested in one person, but they keep backup uh, options on the bench just in case. Uh, and I think that, like, somebody started doing that. Like, they were mainly interested, but, you know, they, they had some other people for whatever reason. And one of one of those people... Uh, one of those backups was really interested in someone, but then, you know, they got rejected in favor of their main interest. And I think they were just like, Hey, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have, I'm going to do the same thing. I'm going to have, um, backups myself. I'm going to, I'm, I don't want to like open myself up to that vulnerability ever again, you know? And then the people who were backups on that roster, they started doing it. And then their people, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And I, I think it's it's like an issue of like reciprocity where it's like, if I'm being treated like that, I should treat others like that. Um, and I think uh, what, I, what I thought before I asked people is that nobody actually enjoys um, the system but a lot of people think they do because they they don't have to like put their heart on the line because even if they do they could be like you know okay but i've got like four other 
girls or four other guys uh backup you know so i don't it, it doesn't hurt that bad mm, um, okay yeah and i i don't know i think i think it's like dating and like romantic relationships are like the most emotionally vulnerable and most intimate thing that you can do in your right. life right and people are cheating the system uh to like find a way to get out of the emotionally intimate and vulnerable part um and like even when you do get like that relationship where like you know you do have your like primary interest and you both do like cut off your rosters and shit it's like i don't know if it's gonna be all that fulfilling because rather than being like i'm interested in you and only you it's like you were just the best option, but there are other options, you know? And uh, I think there's a lot of, like, comparing other, like, people to other people in, like, ways that, like, are kind of dehumanizing. And uh, I, I, again, I filled, I filled all this out before I asked the questionnaire. But I, I'm thinking, like, I was thinking that, like, you know, the only way that the system's ever going to change is if we all collectively decide to stop doing it. And there's no way that that's ever going to happen because it, it it's nice in the in the short term. Like, a lot of people are, like, enjoying it because it, like, protects their heart and they kind of get to have their cake and eat it, too. Um, you okay. know, and it's kind of like the easy way out because, like, if you're just investing all your time and all your energy into one person and you get rejected by them it fucking sucks like if that doesn't work out it sucks so people are now just like it's like diversifying your stock portfolio it's the logical thing to do but relationships aren't based on logic they're based on like feelings and shit like i like i understand where they're coming from logically and it makes a lot of sense logically but it just, I think it's setting uh, everyone up for failure. I see. But what I've noticed is that uh, uh, some people, some people did say that they, uh, um, uh, well, well, I so I, I've got a couple of different people. I got like people who hadn't ever. All right, all right. This this is kind of confusing. So I'm gonna I'm gonna take a step back. I'm gonna list all the questions that I asked. So number one, first question is, uh, have you been on someone else's roster? And then have you had your own? And then for those who answered yes, I asked like, um, uh, how would on a scale of one to ten, ten being ecstatic, one being miserable how would you rate the feeling of being on someone else's roster and how would you rate having your own? And, um, then I asked for their, how much they agreed with like some potential motivations as to why they were doing it. Um, uh, number one, I do it because other people do it. Uh, like their potential romantic prospects. <clears throat> Sorry. I have to, I have to clear my throat here. Sorry about that. 
I'm doing a lot of talking here. <laughs> I was not ready for it this morning. Um, uh, motivation number two, uh, I do it because it keeps me protected from like vulnerability, that sort of thing. Um, uh, I do it because I like uh, casual sex with no romantic commitment, and I do it because I want to have uh, I want to have the emotional intimacy, uh, but I like having it with multiple people. So it's like casual sex versus like romantic sex, but with multiple people. Um, and then I asked, uh, if you were to, uh, uh, have no more, uh, romantic partners and you had to find all new ones, would you use the roster system or would you go one at a time? Uh, and I also asked, uh, what was the, what would be the worst thing or what was the worst thing about seeing that way or, or about like being seen as an, like, uh, someone on the roster for someone else. And then if they weren't on the roster, um, I asked if they knew anyone who was, uh, or someone who, if they knew someone who did have a roster. Um, I also asked, uh, the same motivation questions, but I asked like, do you think this applies to other people? There were a couple of people, um, in the survey who I also asked that to, who like, um, like I, I wanted to know their personal motivations and then I also wanted to know what they thought other people's motivations were. So I, I decided to uh, look into that, but it's a good way of obtaining a sample. Yeah. Um, so I asked that and then, uh, if they weren't on one or never had one, I asked, uh, where do you think you would fall on the scale? If you knew you were on the roster for someone else, one to 10. So, um, a lot of the men on the, uh, on the list were, uh, uh, I, so one of, one of the things I, I noticed is like a lot of the men on the, on the list were, uh, they, when I asked them about like, what would be the worst part about being seen that way is a lot of them said they felt uh, like they were uh, being objectified. Um, I think all, all but like one person, uh, said they they uh the worst part of that was feeling like an object. Um, but uh, one of the 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 one who didn't actually listed something um, uh like somebody else did uh they they brought up something that was kind of interesting which is uh a lot of people you know they're like oh feeling like an object or feeling like an option feeling replaceable that sort of thing um but a couple of people said that the worst thing about being that uh being on that roster is uh just like the the spread of like stds and stis and shit and i didn't think about that actually but um i think like two or three people said that so I, yeah, I was, I was interested to see that and, and, uh, think about that, but like, um, I, that I think is, what I, yeah, that could, that could be more likely. That's, that is true. Yeah. But I mean, you could also be safer about it. Very true. You know, protection, but still there's always that little, that chance. Um, but a lot of people. 
uh, I think just about everyone wrote down um, that uh, being on one was a negative experience. Almost everyone uh, wrote that being on somebody else's roster was less than um, less than five. And uh, other people wrote down that uh, th- there were like very few people who were like uh, okay with it. And, but like almost everyone had a higher opinion of having one than being on one, which is not surprising, you know, uh, obviously it, it, it is a, a system where you definitely feel better if you're the one who has the roster. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of people, well, some, some people wrote, uh, like, Six and six, they were just like, you know, it's fine. I don't really care. Um, but uh, yeah, there's, yeah, that it, it. I'm not surprised that people are more into having their own backups. You know, that like that. I I don't think that than people be having them on their backups. Yeah, yeah. It's it's not a it's not a fun system. But I do know. I did see. There was one male respondent, male respondent F, um, uh, had previously had a roster and been on somebody else's, and uh, male respondent F uh, wrote being on one as a six, and uh, he also wrote back then it was a nine, but uh, he would say that it is a one now because he regrets hurting people. Um. Uh, he, uh, his, his motivation for having one was, uh, so for the, for all the motivations, he wrote one except for the casual sex with no romantic commitment, which he gave an eight. Um, and he was one of the people who, uh, wrote that the potential for STIs was the, uh, uh, the most, uh, I guess negative part of being on somebody's roster. So, I think that was that was interesting. Um, but uh, I noticed that a lot of people uh, emphasized when I, when I did ask uh, what they thought about others versus themselves. I noticed that a lot of people said for themselves that it was uh, more emotional. Uh, I, I have a female respondent K uh, who had who didn't know for sure that they were on a roster, but most likely uh, and who also had a roster at one point. Um, uh, she wrote down being in one uh, was a four and having one was an eight. Uh, she also mentioned it was a, a confidence boost. Um and for the motivations that she wrote down, uh, uh, the doing it because other people are doing it was a six. Uh, the protection from uh, emotional vulnerability was an eight. The casual sex was an eight. And the uh, emotional intimacy, but with multiple people, was a six. Um, she was also one of the STD people. Um, Not like she that, had That <laughs> sounds really bad. Um, the people who were uh, uh, afraid of STDs. Um, yeah, 
Okay, just clarifying uh, that. Yes. For her explanations for others, though, she wrote that the other people using the roster was a five, the emotional vulnerability was a six, uh, and the casual sex and the more emotional sex were both nines. So I think that was that was an interesting result. But uh, yeah, I, I think what we found is that uh, a lot of people really don't enjoy being on the roster for someone else, but it feels really good to have one yourself. And I think uh, it doesn't quite back up my hypothesis of the whole um, they people are doing it because other people are doing it. I, I didn't notice a lot yeah. of like very high scores in that area. Um, there were a few, but not super many. Um, but like, I, I noticed that like it doesn't make a lot of people happy to have to to be on one, but it makes you know th- they enjoy having one, and I think that that is um, sort of brings up support for my little hypothesis that uh, uh, I guess it's hard to it's hard to put it in words here, but like people want to. Uh, uh, People don't like being on it, but they they like having it. So, like, people are more likely going to have it when they're on someone else's, you know? I I think that does still support the hypothesis, even though a lot of people didn't say that that was why they were doing it. Right. Yeah. I don't know. I I just think it's interesting, and I think it's uh, food for thought. Um, I guess if you're... Uh, uh, thinking about doing that whole roster system, um, I guess it just comes down to like reciprocity and shit, you know. Um, how would you feel if you were on it versus, um, like, uh, like how does it make you feel to have one? You know, like if yeah. if, if you don't mind having one. Or if you don't mind, like, only seeing people who don't really care about that and who, like, wouldn't mind that. But it it was almost universal that nobody enjoyed being on the roster for someone else. So I think just keep that in mind if you are going to pursue that. But, like, I mean, I get it. I, I fully understand why it might be appealing or, like that sort of thing yeah i i I really get it but yeah people might feel more comfortable in that former relationship yeah and i mean it sucks to get your fucking heart broken i will i will tell you that for sure just like straight up that is not a fun experience to like get your uh your heart like ripped apart like that it sucks it, it is not fun but i i think it would be more satisfying maybe if like if we did just like hey you know it's fine right like like let's uh like can we can we like I don't know. I, I think if more people did it, there would be less risk of people getting hurt like that. 
and less people would need to do it. It's like, it's mutually assured destruction, right? We all just need to take a step back. We need to say, like, hey, we'll move our guys two inches back. You move your guys two inches back. You know, it's like, yeah, it's that sort of thing. But it's, yeah, I don't know. I think it's, it's, it just sucks. And that's the way things are. And you just got to accept it. But uh, it's, uh. It's a whole mess. It's a whole mess. And yeah. <laughs> don't don't be don't be single. Don't don't the, the the moral of the story is if you're in a happy relationship right now, don't be single. Don't lose it. Don't end it because the fucking uh like trying to find a new person sucks. It's hard. It's or really multiple annoying. people. Or mul- Jesus Christ, multiple people. Oh my god. Your survey was about having multiple people. Very true. Well, I mean, that's, but that's like the way that people go to find their own people, you know, like their own one person. They use that sort of thing to find their own single person, you know, but like, yeah, I don't know. It fucking sucks. It fucking sucks. It sucking fucks. Uh, Don't do it. And we're going to go to the ad break now that we've discussed that. So very cool we'll be back in a bit love you bye since i moved out on my own i've been working on trying to stay healthy by avoiding fast foods and fatty meals as well as keeping my hydration up i know how bad it feels when you're severely dehydrated and it really helps to have some help keeping your water and electric electrolyte levels in check that's where today's sponsor liquid iv comes in liquid iv is a category-winning hydration brand fueling your well-being, and their hydration multiplier is the one product you're missing in your daily routine. In just one stick, you get five essential vitamins and twice the hydration speed from water alone, plus three times the electrolytes of a traditional sports drink. You can use it first thing in the morning, as part of your workout routine, after a long night out, or on long flights. Anywhere you need hydration, you can use Liquid IV. I particularly recommend it due to the festival and concert season starting, since partying all day in the hot sun really makes you sweat. Liquid IV is also made with premium non-GMO ingredients and is free from gluten, dairy, and soy. They are also partnered with many organizations providing protections for water access worldwide, donating over 39 million servings to over 50 countries worldwide. Get 20% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use code IIHSPODCAST at checkout. All one word, by the way. Uh, that's 20% off anything you order when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code IIHSPODCAST at liquidiv.com. Go check it out at the link in our description. Thank you to Liquid IV for giving us a sponsorship. This episode has been generously sponsored by skunknuggetparenting.com. Run by my own talented mother. Parenting is hard. Sometimes kids and parents are like night and day. It can be very hard to get on the same page with them, and a lot of parents have anxiety that maybe they're doing it all wrong. Luckily, there is a service out there that can help. Skunk Nugget Parenting Solutions is a company that provides parent coaching services, resource referrals, and psychological profiling, along with 24-7 phone and text access in an all-virtual program. Plus, the first consultation is free. In order to get this amazing service, please visit skunknuggetparenting.com. That is skunknuggetparenting.com. 
Thank you to Skunk Nugget Parenting Solutions for sponsoring this episode. Thank you all for listening. And now, back to the podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the show. Uh, I'm here. We're here. We're talking. We are. Uh, you guys ready? We're, we're, we're talking about Ahsoka again. Here we go. We're just, we're, let's go. Let's go. It's time. We need to talk about it. Um, or do we? <laughs> I don't think that much happened, actually. I mean, it was cool. We got to see, uh, uh, all right, we're, we're going in. We're just going with spoilers. So from here on out, go watch the episode. Actually, go sub to our Patreon, patreon.com slash IIHS podcast, all one word, um, to, uh, 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 go do the the little uh, 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 episode commentary because uh, hopefully we'll have that out by then. Uh, if not, stay tuned. You should just sub to our Patreon anyway because we have other commentary. So you should just go over there and do it. Just what, what are you waiting for? Don't be a pussy. Do it. Come on. You get a free trial. It's literally free. Do it. Don't be. A- yeah. Oh no! It sounds like the microphone came out again. <laughs> God damn it! My fucking what did I? What was the last thing I said? Um, you were talking about. Uh, uh, this. So we tried to record this second half like just like thirty seconds ago, and. <laughs> and the if, same thing happened. Yes. So my my mic jack. If it comes out just a, a second, like like just for a second and just like a, a hair out of the the ox hole, um, it just fucking stops. We're and it only we're only human people. Uh, we are indeed human people. That is yes. true. Um, but fuck, that's so annoying. That's really annoying. <laughs> but yeah, all right. That that's me. We're uh yeah. Uh, anywho, what was I saying? We watched Ahsoka episode three together, uh, for the, um, what was it for our, for our Patreon where we decided we're doing a little IIHS watch party for every episode of the show. Cause honestly, we're fucking hyped about it. Uh, so we did episode three already, but we're, we're going to do one and two probably, Hopefully before this episode comes out, but I don't know. I'm, I've got a busy weekend this week, but uh, yeah. Happy Labor Day, by the way. I hope you guys Happy had a good Labor, Labor Day. Day. Yeah. Um, had slash have. If you're listening to this on Patreon, you know, you know what it is. You know what's good. But uh, yeah, we watched that and we, uh, yeah, I was, I was hyped about it. Uh, but, but he, from here on out, we're just doing it's spoilers all the way through. So go watch it. Um, but I, I, what did you think about the episode overall? Short and sweet. It's kind of, uh, it's like a, it, it's interesting. So it feels more like Filoni is making an episodic version of a movie. Now that I'm thinking about it, that's what I'm feeling too. I was gonna say. It feels like less things happened in this show than, say, than like in an episode of Clone Wars, right? Like, if this were 
you know, if you had like a like a three episode arc on Clone Wars, for example, you know, like your your uh, your Mon Calamari arc or your Umbara arc, right? You get like a twenty four minute episode from like title to title, um, and it feels like a lot more would happen in those episodes than are happening in an episode that's like ten minutes longer, right? Because this was like thirty four minutes, and it just it yeah it doesn't feel like as much is happening, but you know, I feel like it's still cool. We got one of the coolest space battles we've ever seen in live action, right? Like, can we, can we all admit that that was fucking cool? Yeah, we could. That was, we could that admit was sick. that. That was fucking sick. It was. It was really cool to see. You know, we got our little tail gunner thing. We got Ahsoka going out in fucking space in a spacesuit that actually covers her fucking horns and shit, unlike in Clone Wars. Because don't think I fucking forgot that, David. David Filoni, you son of a bitch. Yeah, you know, doesn't matter you were on a budget. That stuff is forever. (laughs) All he had to do, I I feel like it would take him less effort to just, like, cover up the horns and shit with, like, a monochromatic thing rather than, like, you know, like the pattern that she already has, you know? I feel like it would take him less effort to do that, you know? But, I don't know, fuck me, I guess. It was still cool, though. It was still cool. High key. High key. It was fucking cool to, like, you know, like, watch Ahsoka destroy a fucking starfighter with a lightsaber. In space. In space. That was so fucking cool, man. That was awesome. Yeah, it was great. I I feel a little iffy about the writing just because, um... It really feels like animation writing bleeding into live action. Yeah. Dave Filoni is a good writer for animation where he can sort of, like, make the characters a little bit more expressive than in live action. Um, It's like how, like, if you were trying to do, like, anime... In live action, if you were doing like a live action anime adaptation, right, and you acted exactly how it was in the show, it would look weird because like normal humans don't act like that. There's like an exaggeration in animation. I think that there that that's like part of that. Uh, I in the same sense that I think it was kind of awkward to see in Clone Wars season seven to have like Ahsoka do her. Like that, you know, that little lightsaber duel against Darth Maul. Um, uh, I think it was kind of like weird to see. It was mo-capped, right? So it was weird to see like that sort of like fluidity and shit in the whole Clone Wars animation, which is a lot more snappy. Uh, Like the movements are a lot more like snappy and forceful. And so like seeing that like fluidity and shit was really weird. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I I think I think definitely the writing still th- this feels like he had the scripts for Rebels season five, and this is what they're they're and and, and they Disney was just like you know what fuck it go nuts here's a billion dollars make a show make a TV show make it live action why not and that's how it feels like it's going but I mean if. I mean, this this may be a, a weaker episode, um, 
but those first two were really strong. I think uh, those first two were kind of a high bar to clear, especially that just that first one, because that that one was really good. I I really appreciated that one. Um, but we, you know, we got to see Hera. I think Mary Elizabeth Winstead really got to step into her own as Hera. Uh, I I already didn't see, you know, Ramona Flowers in there because Mary Elizabeth Winstead's a really fucking talented actress. But holy shit, she really knocked it out of the park. She really has. I I think she really did watch every single episode of rebels with Vanessa Marshall as Hera. And I think she was really like, she's really captured it. I, I, I really think she's, she's captured that, that whole essence very well. I, I really, I'm really enjoying her performance. Uh, she's kind of a dark horse. I really didn't think that she would be coming out ahead like that over, you know, Rosario Dawson over, uh, Natasha Lou Bordizzo over, you know, Ivana Sakno Iva- over Ray Stevenson, but she's really, honestly, she's my favorite performance in the whole show. She's she's really doing a great job. I really she's, appreciate it. She's a good actress. Yeah. Mary Elizabeth Winstead is a great actress. Um, yeah. Go watch Sky High. <laughs> go, just go watch Sky High. Don't, don't, what what do you yeah finish this episode and then go watch Sky High because it's great, it's 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 awesome. I want a sequel to that. How don't you want a sequel to that? Wouldn't that be awesome? Uh yeah, be sick. Uh, I would I would. All right, because like think about it, right? That came out in '05, right? So, yeah. like, all right, think about it. Uh, uh, Daniel Panabaker, you know, she, I think she has her own, yeah, she has her own kids, right? So now, like, we could see, uh, 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 Will Stronghold and, and her character, they're married and, you know, they're, they're having their own kids, you know, and they're going to sky high. Maybe they're a little bit young to have like high school kids, but like, you know, they're getting there, right? I think it would be so cool. I'd be really excited to see that. I, I, I just want to see more in that universe. That would be fun. Yeah. Or maybe yeah. they could be teachers. Maybe they're not like, um, they're, they're not like parents and shit yet, but they could be like teachers. I think that would be really cool. And also I want to see, uh, Bruce Campbell back. Cause Bruce Campbell's awesome. Yeah. That, yeah. I don't know. Anywho, back to Ahsoka. Uh, yeah. Mary Elizabeth Winstead's fucking killing it. Um, I didn't see my boy. Where's my boy, Guile? We're on Guile's ship. We're on the home one. Where's my boy? I want to see him. I need I to see my boy. I forget I, where he's from. Moncala, uh, Moncala, you know? He's Moncalamari. He's from Moncala. That's his ship. I'm so mad. I'm so... I'm livid. I'm livid. She's on his ship... And not hers, right? I really want to see her ship in the in live action. Do you know how long it's been since we've seen an uh, acclimator? Uh or acclimator, I guess. Sorry. No. Uh, it's been a fucking long ass time, man. In live action, we've not seen one in it might be decades. It might be 
multiple decades because it might have been 2002. I don't know if we saw one in Revenge of the Sith. I think maybe we did, but fuck, man. I miss it. It's such a cool ship. It's really fucking cool, man. It's so cool. Yeah, it's I was so going, cool. I was going back and rewatching the episodes. It's very amusing. Like just a lot of a lot of detail put into it visually. Like the ship has it was kind of destroyed after they saved Morgan Elsbeth, so you could see debris floating in space. Yeah, that was cool. That was yeah. cool too. I yeah, I don't know. There's I, there's so many small details. I'm enjoying it. I think it was really cool. I I have enjoyed watching this. But uh and and I'm and I'm excited to see what they're like where they're going, what they're doing. Um Maroc. We need to, we need to talk about Maroc. Who is it? Who's it going to be? He is the last Inquisitor. This man has done nothing for nine years no, since the empires fell. He and can't he's, be. he's out of a job. He's out of a job. The Inquisitorius is gone. Vader is dead. That's so why what, I'm thinking he can't he be. He can't be like an actual... I, he's not. He can't be. It, it's not. It's not. He. He's. He's not a thing. He's somebody else's thing. He's why? A, he's a, why he's can a he? They just kind of make inquisitors now. You know, they just kind of make them out of a hat. They're yeah. Like, this is a new inquisitor, and you're supposed to be like, okay, well, that's. I guess that's fine, because. Uh, no, it's it's somebody else. It's somebody else. It's somebody else. It's somebody else. It has to be somebody else. That's what. That's all I'm gonna tell you. Also, uh, I'm on Wikipedia right now. It's looking like we did not see an acclimator in, uh, Revenge of the Sith. So yes, it has been literally double digit decades since we've seen, uh, an acclimator in live action. Which is, I mean, that's just kind of a crying shame, isn't it? That's yeah, just kind of a damn damn shame. Remember how worked up we got when TIE Interceptors came back in live action? Yeah, that was cool. That it's was the same cool. thing happening here. Yeah. Yeah. TIE Interceptors are so fucking cool. Such a cool little design. It's like it's got little little, little talons at coming at you. It's gonna scratch you. It's gonna it's gonna scratch you. You better watch yeah. out. It's, yeah, it's super cool. It's very cool. intimidating. Yeah. Well like yeah, she got her own ship. I want to see her on that. Yeah, I want to see Alphabet Squadron. You know, wouldn't that be cool? That'd be cool. That'd be live pretty easy action. to do. Just yeah. make, just model the ships. Yeah, live action Alphabet Squadron. Just have a whole galaxy congregate in the same place at once. I want to Dave. see just existing just it won't characters. make any sense. I want to see existing characters so my member berries can go off. Okay, that's all I fucking want. Yeah, I Is just that... want it. I just want an Avengers style Star Wars project where the ghost of Anakin and Ahsoka and this guy who doesn't take his helmet off all do fun missions together, and one's a ghost. <sighs> Shut up. It's cool. 
It's gonna happen. It is it cool. Is gonna, it is gonna happen, though. They're gonna do some weird giant project with all the characters. Dave Filoni's gonna make a movie about that. It's gonna be really cool. What's really funny is, like, Twitter is an absolute hellscape right now for two reasons, right? Um, number one, the fucking Zack Snyder cult. We'll, yeah, we'll talk about, about that in a minute. We'll talk about that in a minute. But also, there's, like, so many people who are, like, pretending that Star Wars is dead, right? The yeah, premiere people, episode... People are very confident in that. The premiere episode had double-digit millions of views in less than a week. I think it had 14 million views by, what was it, Tuesday, when that when episode 3 came out. It had, like, 14 million. It was fucking insane. That's a pretty good um, yeah. rate. It came, yeah, it came out at 6 p.m. Pacific on Tuesday, and by, I think, midnight that night. Somebody will have to correct me if I'm wrong, but um, by midnight, it had, like, 1.2 million views. It's fucking insane. People were watching the shit out of it. Yeah. I Yeah. I think the only thing that sucks is people it, Disney keeps fucking changing when it's coming out, right? Cuz we started out with Mandalorian on what was it? Wednesdays? Wasn't it Wednesday? I think it was Wednesdays. Um and then we switched over to Fridays and then we switched back to Wednesdays. And then we switched over. Now we're on Tuesdays in the evenings, you know? And it's just like, fucking pick a time. Come on. Figure it out. Right. Right. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. I don't know. The studios are kind of fucked right now. But, uh. Yeah, they got a lot going on. Yeah. I mean, their own actors are at these strikes right now. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that is probably unfortunate for uh, for these people. For my, uh, yeah, for my Disney. Disney, you need to quit being fucking losers and figure this shit out. Because I think my stock prices are kind of tanking right now. And I'm going to need you to not be idiots right now, please. Uh-oh. Your bot, Iger, your job is to make me rich, and you and my stocks have been plummeting since March 2021. I had Disney was worth almost two hundred dollars on March 15th, 2021. Do you know how much it's worth right now? Like one seventy. No, it's worth eighty one. 46 holy shit less than half <laughs> that is bad how did that happen that because seems like kind of a ball drop for disney i thought it was uh what was it chapek the guy who was uh before Iger or, or in between Iger, because Iger was there and then he came back because chapek fucked it up uh, but yeah. yeah, I don't know. It's it, we're getting fucked. They're worse. All right. So on March twenty third, twenty twenty, that was when the pandemic really hit. 
in America, right? And like everything dropped. Stock prices just tanked, right? Mm-hmm. We are worse now than we were then. That's how bad it is. And it's by so that, you, over. And what are you referring to? Stock price. Okay. It was uh ninety six forty. It it dropped in the in the triple digits there, and that was like some of the worst it had ever been. But like uh now we're we're yeah, we're we're on the regular in the in the double digits and it sucks. It sucks. I think we need we need to uh honestly, high key, high key. Yeah. If Disney you know, I, I I'm a I, I do have a business degree with honors, right? It granted it is an associates, but I do have a business degree. And I'm going to say, if Disney capitulates now, they can probably get a better deal. Like, if if Disney is negotiating on the sidelines, and they're like, hey, SAG-AFTRA, hey, uh, Writers Guild, if if we give you this shit, um, you know, you can come back to work for us, right? And the uh, the other studios will have to, like, scramble to get, like, a better deal out. So I think if Disney gets, like, does it now, they can get the actors coming back later. Like, they can start... I, I'm not familiar on how the Writers Guild strikes and the SAG strikes work. But I think if Disney were to do some snake shit behind the sidelines and, like, hey, fuck you, Discovery, fuck you, Warner Brothers... Uh, we're gonna sign a deal with you guys. You come back to work for us. I, I think if we could get some like actual like promotion from the actors and like start production again, I think it would really ramp up stocks again. But like this strike is not doing good, and it, it yeah I don't know. There are some writers who I don't think deserve to be paid more. I'm gonna be honest with you. Like whoever did Secret Invasion probably shouldn't be getting paid more. I I think if they're struggling uh for the the quality of their work, yeah, I get it. Same with the people who, who like who who wrote like modern like a lot of modern video games, you know. The one that comes to mind most of all is like Forspoken, right? If you wrote yeah. that you, you and you're struggling financially, I get it. That's that's the market at work. But I think it is in the best interest if the studios just fucking capitulate. But I understand why that might make the investors scared off. <laughs> it, it's, it's, it's a whole it's, fucking mess. It's a whole it's fucking not, mess is what it it's is. It's not what you want. Nothing is what I want. Yes. Nothing is ever what I fucking want. For real. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. It is re-fucking-diculous. Um, actually, uh, do you want to, do you want to do, uh, uh, I mean, eh, eh, it's a little early. It's a little early, but I kind of, I have an idea for a big red button later. Yeah, you do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, but, oh, that's a good one, actually. I'm actually kind of proud of myself for coming up with this one. (laughs) I'm actually, nice. I'm actually pretty proud. Uh, 
but uh yeah i don't know i think well you're you're an actor let's talk actually we should probably talk about that uh let's i i heard you you auditioned for some things and you yeah tell us how that's going yeah uh i did and then i got uh callbacks and then i got cast so pretty exciting for me what uh what show is it it's much ado about nothing Ooh, shakespeare nice nice shakespeare so uh is it like a modern adaptation or you just go in like classic 1500 style costumes and shit i think it's 1500s nice nice I i don't know what the extent of the costumes will be but i if, if we're talking about costumes, I think my favorite uh, show for that, my favorite Shakespeare show for that, has got to be Midsummer, Midsummer Nights. Oh my god, they go crazy because like yeah, they, the they the did Sealy that in the Court, spring. Yeah, did you go see it, or were you in it? I didn't get to see it. I was uh, a little too preoccupied with other shows. Yeah that semester but you know still cool they did it yeah i would love to just see like a really big budget played straight just full-on adaptation of midsummer night's dream like the exact like just just timeless and shit right but like with the budget of like a, a big movie you know Yes. Like, same exact like like first like the just the the normal Shakespeare script right. Don't change a, a fucking thing. It's perfect, you know. Um, and just I would love to see that. I would love to see that. I know that that's for me, but like Midsummer Night's Dream is so fucking cool. It's so fucking fun. I love yeah. that one. We're losing out not having an adaptation. Yeah. I did Taming of the Shrew, and wow, that show is sexist. We really probably should not have put that show on in the year of our Lord 2017, especially with what was going on in 2017. (laughs) Holy shit. That was, whoo, that was, that was a, a thing, you know? Summer 2017, and we were putting on The Taming of the Shrew. Utah Utah is a different fucking place, man. That is a that is a backwards-ass place, for real. They, are, they do things weird there. But I fucking, yeah. I mean, yeah. I love... I, Shakespeare. Shakespeare was great. Yeah. yeah. I'm, uh... I, w- which would you say is your favorite? What do you mean? Like, of his shows, his plays. Oh. Uh, I don't know. I would cop out and say Hamlet. Yeah, that is a bit of a cop out, I'm going to be honest with you. But, but I, I do enjoy it. I do like the story Yeah. The most. Yeah, so it's good. I'm going to stand by it. It's... It's a good tragedy. I really, I really enjoy it. I think it's a, 
I, I think Hamlet is just an interesting character. I think, you know, when you get a really talented actor playing Hamlet, you know, you get your, uh, uh, I think Kenneth Branagh did a good job uh, as Hamlet. I think David Tennant did one as well, and I think he was pretty good too. Um, ha- Hamlet, Hamlet, Hamlet's really solid. I like Julius Caesar a lot, but I... I don't know. I don't really connect with the characters a whole lot, but there's a lot of like individual moments that I think are really good. And I think it really captures, I don't know. It it doesn't necessarily capture the history of the moment, but at the same time, I don't really care. Right. It, it captures the feeling of the history. It feels authentic, but not accurate. If that makes sense. You know, makes sense. To the point where if I ever see, like, Rome season one or season two, for example, you know, like, they were trying to be, like, historically accurate as much as possible in that show. Um, Also starring Ray Stevenson. Rest in peace again, you know, since we're talking about Ahsoka. But I think, like, that, that show was, like, really... It was really fucking good. But one of the things they did was they, so they skipped the, uh, in Rome season two, they skipped the Mark Antony speech, right? Uh, they had like somebody else. It it was fucking baffling by the way, but, um, oh, that whole show was fucking, the season two was, was baffling. It was not good, but, um, Uh yeah, season one, season one is like perfect prestige drama. Right, Rome season one is fucking phenomenal, one of the one of the greatest shows of all time, mm-hmm. and Rome season two is Game of Thrones season eight. Wow, quite a contrast. Yeah, yeah, it sucks. Um, but uh, yeah, they, so they literally skipped it, right? Because I think the writers have to live up to one of the best monologues in all of history. And you know what I think? I don't care if it's... Because uh, we don't know what Mark Antony actually said, right? right. I, I'm not even sure we know for a fact that that whole interaction even happened, right? Like, we don't even know if Mark Antony gave a speech or not. Um, but honestly, high key, high key, it doesn't even fit, like, the the style of dialogue in Rome, it like in, in the show. Cause it's, it's written with like, you know, modern, modern ish. Cause it, you know, it came out in the early two thousands, um, modern ish dialogue. I don't even care. High key. <laughs> if they had done, uh, if they had just done Shakespeare's monologue, Mark, Mark Antony's monologue from Shakespeare's Julius Caesar, I would not have cared. I would have given that show a better review uh, if they had done that and just been like, fuck it. We know we're never going to be able to do one as entertaining as motherfucking William Shakespeare. So why not? Right. It was, it's such a fucking, ah, it's so good. It's so good. Such a good monologue. I fucking love it. Um, but I, I think I might have to go Hamlet as well. It's, it's a classic. It's a classic for a reason. It's classic there you go. Now you're just copying my opinion. I, 
I mean, I it's have just it first. <sighs> I don't know. It's just there's there's a few. No, I agree who are, with you. Yeah, I don't know. I it's I don't vibe with his historical ones as much. Um, I didn't like King Lear all that much. I I feel like King Lear is a little. Yeah, it's a little. That's fair. Little much. Um, Tempest is good. Tempest is good. Uh, As You Like It is fun. Macbeth is fun, too. I'm not the biggest fan of Romeo and Juliet. How... I do like Othello, though. Othello is fun. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, there was, uh... There was a version, a movie adaptation. I think this one also had Kenneth Branagh, who played, uh, you know, who played opposite fucking Morpheus as Othello. And it was awesome. It was so cool. We got fucking Morpheus, baby. You mean Lawrence Fishburne, but yes, I know. No, he's Morpheus. He's, He's become Morpheus, you know? And, yeah. Like, Iago... Iago's just a little shit, and I love him. I, I I love just... He's just a little shit. He has no motivations. He's just an asshole, and I love it. He he reminds me of me, and I love it. Nice. <laughs> it's great. He just, he just fucking hates everyone, and he's a dick. And it's great. Um... Yeah. But yeah, fucking Morpheus, man. There's goddamn Morpheus. What's not to love? But yeah, I think... I think Othello's fun. Uh, I I wish I had done more Shakespeare, but it's a lot. It's a lot to learn those lines. Because it's so different from how you normally speak. And it's kind of hard to get into the rhythm, at least for me. But like, you know, iambic pentameter is you know you get there eventually mm-hmm. but like it's rough it's rough it's rough but yeah caesar's good hamlet's good i have both of those on my shelf right now i think i have two copies of hamlet uh but i've but both of those are sitting on my shelf right now uh i don't know i think i <sighs> It's hard to choose. It's hard to choose. He had a lot of bangers. He had a lot of misses, but he had a lot of bangers. He was he was he was out there. He was really doing that shit for real. Good for him. For real. You know? Big ups on Shakespeare, man. If you're in your heyday and you got yeah. so many years to live. Yeah, dude. Just fucking bang that shit out, man. He he was putting out a lot of fucking what's it called stage plays not screenplays you know yeah scripts he was putting out a lot of those motherfuckers man mm-hmm. he was a lot i couldn't put out scripts at the fucking rate he was putting them out good lord yeah not man's, even close yeah man's fucking crazy for real but he was and especially if almost all of it has to be in iambic pentameter like holy shit, man! <laughs> Jesus, how how 
like that must have took so much effort. I, I, it's really, it's really impressive just to like think about how, like how much like work that must have took. It's, it's insane. Uh, yeah. He had, he had crazy work ethic. Um, yeah, I, I, I really appreciate it. You know, I, g- good for you. Can we, can we just get a round of applause for Shakespeare? You know, I don't think he gets enough appreciation. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I guess the moral of the story is, uh, oh, what did you get cast in? What roles did you get cast in? I got four roles. It's a lot. It's a, it's a lot. Um, let's see. It was Balthazar, who was like a musician, which is fun. Mm-hmm. And a friar, who is a... I don't know. I looked it up. It's like someone waiting for uh, one of the dons. And then two minor characters. So, you know, just a cool thing to get to work on. That's fun. But I probably need other things to fill up my semester. This will not cut it. I don't know, man. It's Shakespeare. It's Shakespeare. It is Shakespeare, but I also have a lot of time, so. That is true. It's a real, real war I'm fighting here. I mean, what? Why don't I think maybe you should try, uh, maybe try your hand behind the, uh, 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 clapboard, you know, maybe behind the, the megaphone, try it, go for it. Yeah. You know, maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe you should direct. That'd be cool. Yeah. Uh, well, mm-hmm. that's, that's like even more work i think but you know it would be kind of cool i i see the appeal you should it's kind of fun to run a show yeah i i think that would be really cool to see to see you try and do that i might even like i might even like go on up there uh to go and, and watch that for real nice yeah but all right here we go here we go are you are are you ready to go are you ready for our i'm ready big red button okay lay it on me uh the writer's strike and uh actor strike ends uh, but the dude who wrote, but sorry, sorry, the dudes, because it was like five or six writers on Forspoken. Uh, yeah, a lot of them. Uh, all of them uh, get a brand new mansion uh, to flex on you with. Well, that. <laughs> Damn. Those people really, like. Uh, they didn't have editors or what, like, what was going on in that script? I don't know. I mean, okay. I want, I want the fair treatment of all those writers and actors, so I would do it. But they, they all got to collectively understand 
how stupid it'll be when those people get mansions. Yeah. Uh, it's bad. It's it's really bad. Like, because that was all... One of the people who worked on... Um, We're going to drive up the inequality even higher. But, like, yeah. why well, not? I So I, I looked at the writers, because I was like, who was responsible for this fucking travesty? Right? Mm-hmm. And I looked it up. There was a guy who who was on Rogue One, but he also helped write Halo 5. And at that point, you just gotta be like, how do you write Halo 5 and still get work after that? How does that happen? Because that was awful, man. That was one of the worst pieces of, of video game writing ever. It's the, it's the Peyton Reed effect. It really is. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but fuck, man. Ah, oh, that sucks. That sucks. I really, I really don't would, want. Would you do it? I mean, like those people. Those people are like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't want more. I don't want those people to be successful for what they did. Mm-hmm. I really don't want that. Because that was a really fucking shit script, man. That was so yeah. bad. I don't think I've seen a single good cutscene from that game. It's just, so... I, I'm i almost nuts. tempted. I'm almost tempted to play it on, on stream. Like, with you guys. I... Maybe maybe in T minus what is it, nineteen days? Because today is September first as we're recording this. I think we forgot to mention that. Um uh yeah, today is September first as we're recording this. And uh nineteen days till my birthday, and I can legally buy my own alcohol. I can I can truly become the alcoholic I was born to be. And um yeah. Uh, I, I think maybe we get drunk and we play Forspoken because <laughs> that's the only way you could possibly play it without blowing your brains out. It's so, that bad. So true. Oh, it's so bad. It's so bad. Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. Yeah. That's, well, that was ass. That was... Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. man. Every time you get reminded of it. Yeah. Also, I think. All right, I had a really good title for this episode, but now that we're coming to a close, I don't think I can use it, and I that sucks. That that's really sad. Uh, because it's a really good episode, and, I, and we have to wait another week before we can use it. Oh, that sucks. That sucks. Oh, that's cringe. That's really cringe. But whatever, it's fine. It's fine. So look out for, what is it, next week or maybe the week after? I don't know. Uh, it, for, for that title, because that's going to be really funny. It's going to be really funny. You, Max, mm-hmm. you know the one I'm talking about, right? I think I do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's fun. But uh, I think that's about all we have to say. Did, do you, did you have anything you wanted to add? Nope. All right. Um. 
well if you uh want to get these episodes early and uh uh without ads you know you just want to turn on and just skip right past the ad break uh head on over to patreon.com slash iihs podcast all one word uh uh just like our our most lovely and favorite patron justin connor uh in the supporter tier so uh uh if you want a cool shout out like that join the supporter tier if you want an even cooler shout out join the influential and successful tier which is where you get the early access uh to the ad free episodes you also get our movie commentaries uh and also tv show commentaries eventually give us a little bit and we'll 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 get on that for you real quick um uh yeah very cool so head on over do that it's fun it's great it's worth it uh we all we have a again we have a seven day uh free trial for that tier as well so if you want to just go on over give it a try see uh see how you like it um yeah yeah it's 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 dope it's great it's awesome so go on over and do that um if you want to uh follow us on social media get updates uh uh, topic suggestions q a that sort of thing uh we are on twitter because i'm still not calling it x elon fucking change it back uh we're on twitter threads and instagram at iihs podcast we are also at iihs podcast over on youtube uh if you want to uh listen to us there if that's more convenient for you we try and get it out uh within uh like an hour and a half two hours of when it releases on uh all other platforms so uh yeah go check us out over on youtube uh but other than that uh i don't have anything else do you nope all right my name is kale i have been incredibly influential my name is maxwell and i've been highly successful and we will talk to you guys next week